The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. New, um, and I'd learned very early on, just be cool. Just be calm. And if they told you you had a problem, I remember one occasion, uh, I was, you're supposed to have one of those triangles. You know, those emergency triangles in the back. And by law, apparently, in Kenya, you needed one of those. And uh, I didn't have one. And uh, when I was pulled over, he said, where's your triangle? And, and I was like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you need your triangle. And I said, I haven't got a triangle. And he said, we're going to go to the station now. And I said, OK, let's go. The thing is, he didn't even have a car. So I don't know how he was going to get there. Um, so I'd learned, I'd learned this lesson. But there was one occasion when I was driving in Uganda and I was pulled over. And I'd pulled in a favour on this occasion. Um, I, I didn't have the nice Land Rover. I was borrowing a car of a friend of a friend of a friend. And I was driving this car and I, I was pulled over. And this time they had a reason to pull me over. The uh, insurance had lapsed on the vehicle. And this time I was in a little bit of trouble. Uh, one thing, one other technique I had was talk about football. Very quickly, just start talking to the police officer about football and get them talking, get them off subject. Um, but in this, this occasion, although we had a nice chat about Chelsea or something, um, at that point I, was, I knew I was still in trouble. But I had a friend of mine who was the one that actually made the connection to get me this vehicle. And he worked for uh, Kampala's police force in the city. And he had a, a top job as well. So what I did was I thought, and this is probably worse than paying a bribe, I thought, I'm going to contact the person that I know that can get me out of this situation. I contacted someone who had a higher authority than the police officer who pulled me over. And uh, by passing phones and getting him to talk to him, I was let off. We did have to go and buy some insurance later that day to make sure we weren't pulled over again. But um, on that occasion, the car wasn't um, put into a compound, and I was free to continue our journey. I had access to some authority, and perhaps I did it by means that we would frown upon. But um, this morning, I'm here to tell us, church, I'm here to tell each every one of us, each one of us who trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, each of us has been given authority to the highest uh, authority. We've been given access to, the, to King Jesus, who reigns in power over all things. And all authority and dominion has been given to him. And he is the one that we have access to today. Now, we can get into all sorts of difficulties in life. We have many problems. This morning, you may be sitting in your chair and thinking, I am burdened by many, many things. We have uh, perhaps uh, psychological 
issues or things that we're facing to do with our mindsets, to do with the things that we believe. We can be going through uh, physiological problems. We can have problems involving our health, involving our diet, what we're putting into our bodies, or spiritual or even relational issues that we're facing today. But whatever problem, whatever situation you face today, we have access to the one who has authority over everything over every need, over every problem, over everything that you face today, Jesus has the answer. Jesus knows the way to overcome. Jesus has been given that authority by God, and through him, we can be given the freedom that we need. Access to the authority of God came when we were saved. When you called upon the name of the Lord, you were saved. In Romans 10, 13, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. In that moment, that divine moment, something took place. When you called upon the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, when you put your trust in him, that when he died on the cross, he took your sin from you. In that moment, access was given to the highest authority for each and every one of us. In 1 Corinthians 1-2, it says, All those everywhere who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is when Paul is uh, writing a letter to the Corinthians. He's referring to the body, referring to the Christians as those people who call upon the name of Jesus. If you call upon the name of Jesus, you call upon the one who has highest authority. So, how is this connected to resurrection life? Well, This series is about what happened when you were saved, what happened when you uh, reached out to Christ, when you were transformed, when you were born again. You were given access to God. In John 14, it says, uh, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. None can come to the Father except through me. So our access to God was given through Jesus Christ. And in that moment, We were born again, we were raised to life again, and the opportunity was given for each of us to live and to walk in resurrection life. John 10.10, we referred to this last week. It says, the thief comes only to steal, to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The fullness of life is available for each and every one of us. But sometimes when you're dealing with problems, when you're facing circumstances, when you know that there are emotional battles or uh, problems with friends or problems with family members, it doesn't feel like uh, you're living or walking in resurrection life. But Jesus gives us the keys, gives us the tools to call upon his authority to enable us to overcome Satan, to overcome problems as well. Resurrection life is a life that's secure in the victory that Jesus has won for us. And our daily circumstances, the problems that we face, might not reflect the reality of what Jesus has done for us at all times. But this morning, I want to uncover some of the tools that we've been given that enable us to walk out victory and fullness of life. And that first comes through this access that we've been given to authority. 
this morning we want to focus on a couple of scriptures really uh, from uh, Luke, uh, Luke chapter 10, uh, and it's a story of when Jesus sends out the 72 um, into Jerusalem and the surrounding areas uh, of Israel uh, with the mandate to heal the sick and to cast out demons. And this is hot on the back of uh, a previous kind of mission trip that they'd taken. Uh, in Luke 9, Jesus sends out the 12 disciples and he says this. He calls the 12 together and it says, He gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And the stories in the Bible tell us that that is exactly what they did. In that moment, this was groundbreaking for the disciples because they'd seen Jesus do this very work. They'd seen Jesus heal the sick. They'd seen Jesus cast out demons. They'd seen Jesus do mighty miracles. And then they found out in this moment, we can do them too. This is not just confined to Jesus. This is something that the 12 could do. And then uh, a matter of, I don't know how long of time, but the next chapter, uh, suddenly it's not just confined to the 12 anymore. It's not just these disciples or Jesus' particular chosen people, but suddenly it's the 72. It's a further number of people, and they have been given authority. They have been given uh, power. They can call... Um, um, they can heal the sick and they can cast out demons in the name of Jesus. And in Luke 10, 17 to 20, this is once the 72 has returned, we get a picture of their response. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, to Jesus, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. In this uh, brief um, kind of response this moment, you, you get a glimpse and you get a sense that they're surprised by what they've been able to do. It's almost like it wasn't just that we were able to heal the sick. We were able to, uh, as we spoke in your name, demons obeyed us. And they're shocked and surprised. And you can sense that rejoicing, that, uh, that I don't know, fullness that, that they're kind of carrying in their response. And, and even Jesus responding and saying, yes, I know exactly what happened. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. This call and this authority is not just for the 72. It's not just for the disciples, it's not just for Jesus. It's for us as well today. In Matthew 28... In the Great Commission, Jesus comes to them and he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We, as uh, the body of believers, we, as God's people, have been given authority to go. And we've been authorized by Jesus. And in a world... 
in a world of such brokenness, in a world where people are captive to sin, in a world where people are bound by emotional relation, uh, relational issues, where difficulties are being faced day after day, where addiction has hold of people, we've been sent to go in order that they may be set free. When Jacob shared his story um, earlier, this Romanian lady stood up, jumped for joy because freedom was being offered to her. Liberation is being a, a free gift that is being given to people and there is a world that is desperate to receive that liberation, to receive that freedom. Communities that are held in darkness, people that are locked up and held captive by the enemy and yet we have been given authority that demons can obey us when we use the name of Jesus. Jesus said he saw Satan fall. I mentioned last week about how uh, uh, Kizzy and I and Joshua are making a move later this year. And um, we'll be, uh, I don't know, there's probably more information to come in terms of where we're going. And God is uh, kind of stirring our hearts and, and laying out plans for us. But the, pur- or the reason why this has been stirring in our hearts is, uh, is in the way in which God has been speaking to Kizzy and God has spoken to me. And One of the most significant moments for me was in 2010, where God spoke to me. And this was um, in a a specific moment when, um, in January 12, 2010, was when an earthquake hit Haiti. Hundreds of thousands of people died. Millions were uh, mis- uh, had to move from their homes and were put in temporary kind of camps. Um, it, it kind of rocked that nation and the whole of that uh, uh, region as well. And uh, as I'm sure many of you know, not everyone, I, I, at that point I've been involved with um, starting a charity to build a hospital in Haiti. And uh, the day of this earthquake, um, I actually arrived in Uganda to go to a very specific conference a conference that many people here have been to called AfriCamp. And that year, uh, the title of that, the, the conference, the theme was How to Become a Carrier of Revival. And there was no doubt that God took me out of my situation. If I was here in the United Kingdom, I would have been on the, the PR trail. I would have been fundraising. I would have been getting the radio, the television, and trying to make stuff happen because of my involvement with the charity. Um, Fortunately, there were people that were able to do that here, and um, and God um, did great things through people's fundraising work in response to that earthquake. But um, God had taken me out of that world and placed me in this conference environment. And God spoke to me clearly at that time, because I... I was really burdened for the the people of Haiti. We've been building this hospital and people were encountering something of the presence of God, something of the kingdom of God when they were coming and receiving health care. And that's something that the hospital still does and does it amazingly. But I was burdened because of the the spiritual strongholds over that land. I was burdened because I knew that people would encounter God's presence in the hospital, but often go straight back to the captivity and the brokenness, the poverty, the spiritual, relational issues in their lives. And I was seeking God. I was saying, what, what must we do in order to see transformation and revival in that place? And, and God said to me, 
I want you to begin to learn how to deal with the spiritual strongholds that keep a whole nation, a whole community locked in darkness, bound up in the captivity of the enemy. And the call upon Kizzy and I, as we, uh, as we respond to that, what God said to me and the things that God has spoken to her, is that, that through breakthrough prayer, through calling upon the Lord, through worship and prayer, God can begin to uh, work within the spiritual atmosphere and the landscape or the climate within a nation and begin to, be, begin to bring change. That's the call upon our lives. Um, that is what we feel God is uh, sending us out to do. And we need to begin that process of learning, begin that process of seeing change in us in order that we could be used to do that. Part of that process is learning about the authority we have been given and the need to learn to become victorious personally in our homes, in our perhaps wider family, before we begin to take on communities and nations. There is a call for nations. The Great Commission is to go for nations. But there is something upon each and every one of us that we as believers need to take authority over our own personal lives and what happens in our home first. It has to start in that place. I want to see Satan fall and the kingdom of God uh, brought in. I want to see God's love, God's peace, God's grace and forgiveness ushered into communities and cities. And as in Luke 10, as Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from uh, his position, from his authority like lightning. It's the same of what I want to see. Uh, Kizzy and I were spending some time with a friend of ours, just talking through. This is what God has been saying over the past decade. This is what he's been doing in our lives. And he said, uh, you are called to a ministry that will see Satan fall. You are called to a ministry that you will see the kingdom ushered in and Jesus exalted upon the throne. And that's something that we've, you know, we resonated with and we felt like this is, this is what we're about. And we, we know that the, the vision's high, the vision's great. Um, and we're not ashamed of that in any way. But I also believe that this message this morning is for every one of us. How can we be a people of the Great Commission if we're still burdened, we're still fighting those daily battles in our own personal lives? How can we go to the many and the millions that desperately need this message of liberation if we're not experiencing the liberation that God has won for us? If we're not walking in the victory, how can we proclaim the good news of the kingdom for others to walk in? The enemy is wanting to keep us from the freedom that Christ has won for us. The enemy wants to keep you bound up. The enemy wants to keep you fighting those daily battles, those daily struggles, dealing with issues each and every day. And he wants to prevent us from accessing God's authority that by rights we've been given to deal with them. Now I want to just run through what I mean by authority and what it means in a theological sense, because it's important that we grasp a hold of this. Right at the beginning of creation, God gave authority to Adam. The dictionary um, meaning of authority is the power or right to give orders, to make decisions, and to enforce obedience. 
And God gave that position to mankind in Genesis 1.26. It says this, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Man and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. God gave dominion to mankind to rule, to govern, to reign. And he did it forever. And this is something that God actually did. It wasn't... um, like just a poetic thing that God spoke about. He actually gave that authority over to mankind. And Adam, who was the recipient of that authority, could do whatever he wanted with it. It beggars belief that God would do that. And his purpose all along was because he desired relationship, because he desired that we uh, uh, know him and we work with him and partner with him in that. Even in the Psalms, David, you know, he's amazed by what God chose to do. In Psalm 8, 4, it says, What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honour. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. And surely everything was under, the feet, uh, was, was under the feet of Adam. He was given that uh, ability to choose what to do. He had the right to use his dominion any way in which he wished. And he chose the unthinkable. He committed high treason. He gave that authority away when the fall took place. And in that time, in that moment, he gave his authority over to Satan. And Satan became the god of this world. When when Satan encountered Jesus in the desert, you get a sense of this position. When he's being tempted in Luke 4, it says, And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will be yours. Satan had been uh, uh, taken from mankind, the authority to have dominion over the earth. And he, there he is, offering it over to Jesus. Now, Jesus did take authority from Satan, but not because he was being offered it. He did it in another way. He did that through the cross. In Colossians 2.13, it says, You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He cancelled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. The victory was won at Calvary. The victory was won when Jesus died upon the cross. In that moment, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities in the earth and took it back to to whom it belonged. Whenever demons encountered Jesus, what happened? They were terrified. 
Whenever they encountered Jesus, they knew his authority over them. They knew who he was. And it's important to say this, uh, just in case you're sitting there, and, and perhaps it requires a step of faith for this, but demons are real, okay? Angels are real as well. If our spiritual eyes were opened and we saw the spiritual realm, that in fact is a lot more real than the physical realm. If our eyes were open, we would see. We would see angels and demons. Even in this place today, I believe far more angels because they've been rejoicing with us in worship. But if our eyes were open, we would see that. So how does the authority work for us on earth? This is important. God releases his power upon the earth in response to redeemed individuals, to, in response to us when we call upon his name to do so. When we call upon the power of God, he responds. And it's through our prayer and through our worship that that takes place. The spirit moves in response to what God's people say and do. And therefore, man's dominion or man's authority on the earth continues through the partnership we have with Jesus Christ. He's ordained us to rule forever. And now, in partnership with Jesus, we're able to do that. We're able to take back authority in the name of Jesus. That partnership is described in Scripture about us being the bride of Christ. And we respond to him in adoring obedience to, to his commands. And we're able to see his will and his uh, way done upon the earth. The authority that we have is a delegated power. It comes from Christ. It comes from the heavenlies. It comes from God. And I told the story right at the beginning about the police officer and that um, it, the reason it reminded me of that story is because it's a great example of how um, authority works, how it works um, in, in, uh, in the earth. So when a police officer, a, a traffic officer, puts out his hand, um, a car stops, right? Normally, hopefully, unless they've got something to hide. The police officer steps into the road, they put out his hand, and the car stops. The car doesn't stop because the police officer stands in the way and the car doesn't slow down and he stops it with power or force. He stops it with the authority because of the badge, because of what he represents, because of the government that is behind him, because of the military might or power that is behind him. That's the reason why the car stops. And it's in the same way. We do not have authority over the Satan with our own power, it's with the power that is behind us. So when we stand in front of Satan, when we stand in front of demons and put out our hand, we have the authority of the one that is behind us. We use our spiritual authority against Satan because he seeks to steal, to kill and destroy God's blessing in our lives. Satan brings fear. Satan brings um, emotional oppression or division. He brings addiction and sickness and financial oppression into our lives. And as believers, we have the opportunity, and what I believe what we must do as believers, is exercise our authority in Christ to 
re realize the victory that Jesus has secured for us on the cross. We've been given the access to authority. We want to see it worked out by the way that we live. Scripture is clear that it is Scripture that is our weapon. The Word is a weapon, and we resist Satan by speaking the Word. We retain ground that we take for him by standing firm when demons attack us. Uh, in Ephesians 6, we hear about the armor of God. And I just want to touch on a, a couple of them just to help us understand. The armor is given, us, given to us from God to be offensive, to be on the attack, but also to stand uh, our ground. So it says in Ephesians 6, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Take up the whole armor of God, having done all to stand, taking the shield of faith and with which you were able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Satan attacks us with these fiery darts. Satan attacks us with lies. He attacks us with pressure. He attacks us with confusion uh, and difficulties. Um, but we're able to withstand the attacks of the enemy with the shield of faith. And we're able to attack the enemy with the sword of the Spirit. But I also want to say this. Not every one of your issues today are spiritual attacks. Okay? Some of our difficulties that we face are self-imposed. Some of our difficulties are because of the bad choices that we have made. Some of them are because of what people have done to us. There could be many factors, but what the enemy often seeks to do is to piggyback what is a difficulty or problem you're facing and to kind of double on top pressure, double on top strife. Because our, problem, our problems don't tend to be one single thing, but several factors working together. I mentioned earlier about perhaps psychological things, our, our mindset or our belief systems um, or our life choices, the decisions we make uh, impact what we face day to day or perhaps the diet you have or the uh, amount of alcohol you consume or the chemicals you put into your body will affect um, the difficulties that you may face today or the relational issues that you are facing day to day. What you do to others and what they do to do causes problems. But on top of that, or in the midst of all of that, there, there are uh, demons and Satan is attacking us. But with the authority that we have been given, we can remove the added pressure or the added strife that Satan seeks to bring to our problems. And what happens is that as we uh, take authority over Satan, as we take authority over the demons that attack us, we're able to see much more clearly how to deal with the problems that we face day to day. You know, you may be struggling with a particular relationship. You may be dealing with a particular person, and all you can see is their issues. All you can see is their problems, and the, and the, the enemy is bringing pressure. The enemy is causing boiling points to come up and problems to face every time you encounter them. But as you command the demons to go in the name of Jesus, as you take your authority and speak out the word of God against the work of the enemy you may then be able to see how you could bring about reconciliation with that person, clearly. 
You may be able to begin to see, okay, this is what I need to do. Uh, what the enemy has brought is moved out the way, and you can come face to face with how you can overcome what could be actually a very simple issue, the need to say sorry. I don't know. Demons can oppress a Christian, but they cannot possess us in our spirit. It's important to say that. There are varying degrees of demonic oppression that we can face, whether it's negative emotions, um, but all of these things are Satan's arrows striking against us. I hope you've caught everything that I wanted to bring in that little section of teaching, but the, the important thing is, okay, how do we begin to walk in the authority that Christ gives us? Our authority is based upon Jesus' victory. It says in Philippians that after he, he humbled himself to the cross, to a, a criminal's death, it says, therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honour and gave him the name above every other name. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Christ Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Look, Jesus is seated on the throne. He is seated in the highest place of honour. And there is power that can be accessed by us because of where Jesus is positioned. And our ability to access that is connected to the depth of, of, of intimacy, the depth of union that we have with Jesus. But access is still given to anyone who calls upon his name. Jesus has been raised to the highest authority. And that is why in Luke 10, as we read earlier, it says, when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. There is power in the name of Jesus that commands demons to flee. At the end of last year, Kizzy and I had a, a real issue with a neighbour. Um, and you, we knew this was uh, not just um, a, a normal problem, but definitely spiritual attack. The day that I was starting a, a period of fasting was the day that this neighbour had just moved in and decided he wanted to play his music very loudly at any time of the day. He also decided he wanted to drink as much as he could. And uh, so next door, um, it could be from 11 p.m. through to 4 a.m., the, the kind of adjacent uh, uh, flat next to where we, uh, we were, the music was pumping, pounding. And he had the same song on repeat as well. It, oh, man, it was, it was a struggle. It was definitely a spiritual attack. And what I know the enemy was seeking to do, I was wanting to fast and pray about a particular issue, and this other attack was coming. It was like a diversionary battle. It wanted to take me away from what I was really praying and fighting for and focus on another issue that was coming in. Now, some of the truths that I've learned even more so as I've been preparing for this message this morning um, perhaps would have helped us deal with this situation a lot swifter. Um, although it's not always about speed, result, results don't always come instantly, but what we began to do at that time uh, are the, the keys and the tools that I believe are for each and every one of us. What we did, the two things that we did, we started to, to declare the victory of Jesus. So even in our room, even in our bedroom, we just started declaring, who is Jesus? He's on the throne. 
He has all power. He has all authority. He reigns in glory. He reigns over all things. At the cross, he conquered Satan. He has the victory. One thing we did, and the other thing we did, we started speaking to uh, the, the spiritual authorities that sought to uh, come against us in the name of Jesus. In Hebrews 6, 12, it reminds us in this thing of, of wanting to see things happen instantly, and it didn't happen instantly. In, in Hebrews 6, 12, it says that we must imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. So sometimes it takes time to persevere. Sometimes it takes time to overcome. But the keys to authority are in Jesus' victory and in in his name. What we did is we declared the victory we have in Christ and we commanded the spirit of darkness, the spirit of affliction, the spirit at work uh, in this neighbor's life to leave in Jesus' name. We weren't rebuking the man himself. We were rebuking the spirit that was operating through him. In Luke 10, we've read earlier, this is what Jesus says, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Jesus is victorious. He has overcome And we uh, proclaim this victory when we proclaim, my name is written in heaven. I have been registered in heaven. I belong to the King of Kings. The blood of Jesus has overcome for me. I am his. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. We begin to speak out the victory. It's the first thing we do when we come up against spiritual attack. Speak out. Jesus has won. Jesus has conquered sin. Jesus is the overcomer. And it's important that you do use your voice. We begin to speak. We begin to acknowledge the victory that we have. And it's vital that we do this. Take the authority. In James 4, 7, it says, Humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resisting is an active word. You don't sit back. You don't even ask God to resist Satan for you. You do it yourself. You've been given the authority to stand. I resist Satan in the name of Jesus. I have been bought by the blood of Christ. I belong to him. I have been given victory in him. We do this using the name that is above every other name. The name of Jesus. I want to share this very short story. Um, Smith Willsworth shared this story. It's not one of his stories, it's one that he shared. And he shared it because he said, I want to instill within you a sense of the power, the virtue, and the glory of the name of Jesus. He says, six people went into the house of a a sick man to pray for him. He lay in his bed utterly helpless without even strength to help himself. He had read a little tract about healing and had heard about people praying for the sick and them being healed. And he sent for some friends that he knew uh, were believers and would pray. He called them together and he was anointed with oil and they uh, began to pray for him. But no immediate manifestation of healing came and the man wept bitterly. The six people left the room 
somewhat crestfallen to see the man lying there in his unchanged condition. While they were outside, one of the six said, there's one thing we might have done. I wish you would all go back with me and try it. They went back and all got together in a group and this particular brother said, let us whisper the name of Jesus. At first, when they whispered his worthy name, nothing seemed to happen, but they continued to whisper, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The power began to fall in that place. As they saw that God was beginning to work, their faith and joy increased, and they whispered the name louder and louder. The secret was just this. Those six people had gotten their eyes off of the sick man and they were taken up with the Lord Jesus himself and their faith grasped the power that there is in his name. The demons submit to the name of Jesus. When you face an issue, when you face a problem, don't focus on the problem, focus upon Jesus. When you come up against difficulties, focus on the victory that Jesus has won upon the cross and begin to speak out the name of Jesus. This morning, there'll be people here that are facing problems, are facing issues. Let's stand. I want us to do a couple of things. The example that I had come to me was around fear. And fear is something that's not from God, it's from Satan. 2 Timothy 1 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of a, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear is one tool that the enemy uses to gain dominance over our thinking. We can't live in the fullness of life if fear has gripped us. And fear may come against us in many different ways to seek to gain control over our lives. I want us to deal with fear this morning. I want us to deal with anxiety this morning. So the two keys, number one, we start declaring the victory of Jesus. Number two, we command fear to leave in the name of Jesus. We command anxiety to leave in the name of Jesus. So let's do that together. Let's just raise your voice. You don't have to repeat what I'm saying, but you can say something along the lines of, Jesus, you have won the victory. Jesus, you have overcome Satan. There is power in the blood of Jesus to cleanse, to wash. When you died upon the cross, you disarmed the spiritual powers and authorities. You have overcome. You have the victory. Just declare what Jesus has done for you. Thank you, Jesus. My name is written in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, that my life belongs to you. Thank you, Jesus, that I have freedom through the cross of Jesus Christ. Thank you that I have liberty through Jesus. As we just continue to just declare the victory, we then begin to command fear and anxiety to leave in the name of Jesus. Speak it out. Fear, I command you to leave in Jesus' name. You have no right to me. I have the authority of the name of Jesus. I speak to anxiety. You have no hold upon my life in the name of Jesus. Every spiritual attack of the enemy, you have no power over me. The name of Jesus is for me. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Thank you, Jesus. 
Just keep doing that. I believe this morning we're going to have testimony of what God can do when we command fear to leave in Jesus' name.